Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life you know, all the stuff you take for granted, it's not gonna last. Imagine a world of permanent darkness, where machines control man's destiny. Imagine you were the only one who could stop it. But before you do, Something terrible has to happen. Sebastian and I'm back. <laughs> Sometimes things happen that we just can't change. I'm Andy Schossler. No, I am not shitting you.
I'm Jordan. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be thinking, oh no, you all sound so glum. Did Alex die? No, no he we didn't die. Terminator 3. That's what happened. <laughs> and here we are. But just because it was shitty doesn't mean we'll be shitty. Welcome <sighs> to the review spectacular. <laughs> I, um, I tried to double feature this movie in a sense that I tried to watch two things at the same time, which is not how a double feature works, mind you. <laughs> of, I'll put this movie on, on TV. It is the main event for my evening. What I'll also do is to support my wife who's Twitch streaming, I'll put her stream on my phone. I'll look at it occasionally. I'll make a comment, but really it's just there to give her a number. Sure. That was the plan. But what ended up happening was, and I should point out, she was playing a game in which marbles roll down a hill. <laughs> I love it already. Three hours later, I realized that I had been watching this marble game <laughs> and sort of didn't really watch T3. And I'm going to say- You didn't have to. That's T3's fault. <laughs> well, I did double feature these films in the traditional sense. And the only positive I have for this film is that it was only about an hour and a half long. So thank <laughs> you for not having me up till midnight when T2 was like nearly three hours long. This is a short this film. Yeah. yeah, it's just, just shy of two hours. Yeah. It feels like longer. It does, which is a stark comparison to T2, which is long as fuck, but Wizards yeah. Past. Because you're actually enjoying it. I know, funny that. Isn't it's it weird, weird how time goes quick when you're having a good time? No. Nobody enjoyed this film. Surely not. Nobody? Oh, three people, maybe. <laughs> Can we see their stats and maybe quantify it on some sort of IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes scale? So IMDb, Terminator <laughs> 1 and 2, both are mid 8s and high 90s for Rotten Tomatoes scores. Almost like you could Nine. say unequivocally, good, good films. films. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 6.3 for Terminator 3. On IMDb. Which is a passing grade. That's not even the dumbest kid in the class. Rotten Tomatoes, however, big discord there. 69% critical, yeah. 43% audience. What big oofed. What a shift down mm. from T3, 94. I would never call myself a film critic. That's for other people to call me. That's not true, Seb. It's in your Facebook bio. <laughs> because I for the magazine that's they that that's the featured title. As I said, other people can call me that. I would never say that, <laughs> except in my Facebook profile. <laughs> um, but that makes me embarrassed to right. have that even vague association of name. Like that's gross, guys. Be better. Like good things, hate yeah. bad things. Yeah, I mean, everybody who was involved in this, you know, had to be shoehorned into it. Um, it doesn't surprise me. Arnie was holding out, saying, I'm not interested in doing it unless James Cameron is directing. And eventually James Cameron said, no, I'm not interested because I, I told the story that I wanted to tell and it finished off in, in T2. I'm and, busy and making my Blue People movie. Leave me alone. Exactly right. I'm done with it. But he did give Arnie his blessing and said, look, just do it and ask for a shitload of money. <laughs> the, budget, house, <laughs> the budget for... Terminator 3 was 200 million. Basically a fifth of that went towards having <laughs> Arnie on board. Yeah, it took almost 40 from it. <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger's contract included a fee of $29 million paid whether the film was made or not. Good. A gym trailer, on-call limousines, bodyguards, an approval clause giving him say over who directed who was the principal cast, 
who his stand-in was, who his body double was, who his publicist was, who his hairdresser was, who his cook was, who his physician was, and 20% of the gross takings <laughs> after it broke even in every market, meaning theatres, home video, DVD sales, in-flight entertainment, games and TV licensing, the works. He made it like a bandit. It's fucking great. Man's is a business. He's good at that. <laughs> he's the he's the Trump of the cinema world. Imagine being his bodyguard. <laughs> hey, like that's a lot of that's a Meat. lot of body to guard. Like that's a lot of coverage required. But also, like you're never going to be that big. Like this is like this isn't him at his biggest, but he's still a big lad in this film. He worked out for three hours every day for six months to get back to the same measurements he was in when he filmed T2. Now he was, he was 40 something then he's like mid fifties when he's, when he's filming this. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He definitely looks like he's aged. Yeah. But not as bad as he will in the other films we're coming up to. Yeah. T3 didn't address him looking older and it didn't have to because for the most part, he looked the same as he did. He had the leather jacket and yeah. the sunglasses, same as he did in uh, uh, T2. For the entire movie, it became his uniform. And he loses his face yeah. at points. T1, he changed costume a couple of times and it made sense for the character. T2, again, it, it suffers from that sequel focusing where, okay, the, he looked really cool in the jacket and the sunglasses. Let's just put him in that from the very beginning and that's all he'll wear. And this just falls into that trap as well excuse yeah. me where yeah, he has to look that way because that's you know that's that, that's what Han Solo wears he wears a vest and a, and a white thing you can't have him dressed in something else of course. we won't recognise him as Han Solo <laughs> all I want from this franchise all I want <laughs> is for there to be a story set in in like colonial times <laughs> <laughs> like the founding fathers of America and it's got the the Connor family. Yep. And one of these motherfuckers in an exoskeleton <laughs> rocks up then. And people have got like muskets. <laughs> and it is just like literally just pushing over their houses. I, think I want to see that horror movie because that sounds fucking great. I think one of the Red Letter Media guys, in fact, I think it was Rich Evans, pitched the Terminator in in the Wild West. Just, just as a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, just, I love it. <laughs> That would just be send great. him send him back before anybody knew about electricity and just kill everybody. I have to get really <laughs> on top of Skynet. We yeah. need to stop electricity. <laughs> but like, how good of a movie would that be? Like, it's like because it's set like two hundred years in the past, and there's a robot from a hundred years later. Yeah, like the just the disparity between what it is and what they are. Yeah. Wouldn't that make for like a just drop Arnie straight film? into Cowboys and Aliens? Uh, yes or no because there's, there's aliens there's too much tech Cowboys and Aliens was awesome it was it was an awesome so good. Okay, you guys don't both, mess with that yeah. you guys are both saying that you're the only two people possibly what? in history that I've heard good things from that movie are it's you so fun Cowboys and Aliens it is yeah. Daniel Craig I haven't Harrison's, watched it I'm, it's fucking good Seb watch it maybe when we have a spare week I'll throw it's it, we'll throw it so in. good mm, it is so it. good okay but I'm just saying if we can scrap T3 and we can do <laughs> Like, did you guys, they, they were going to do at one one stage, um, oh, this will be one of those episodes where we talk about a bunch of other things that aren't the movie. 
Um, just just like I said, <laughs> for like specific on purpose. There's going to be this um this Dracula movie um about the what's the name of the ship that they move his his coffin in? Oh, space in the name of the, the boat. Anyway, it's where they they're moving the coffin of uh, Dracula from one place to another one by boat, and the idea is that by the boat finally came back to its final port, everyone was missing. Oh. And it's the story of how these people are like it's like a bottle episode on a boat. And Dracula has awakened from in from his coffin, and he's just getting rid of these people and killing them and eating them and destroying them all. That sounds fun. I want that, but with Terminator. Right. Like, there's so many cool right. things they could have done. They kept going forward in time, and I think they should have started going further back in time. Yeah. Okay. Hold off on trivia for a moment. This is sort of trivia, I guess. Let's establish up until now the timeline as far as. Skynet when it begins sending Terminators back is. Okay. okay. So John Connor breaches the the Skynet um, uh, base or whatever you want to call it, uh, the complex, right? And completely dismantles the manufacturing, everything. The humans had won at that point. Yep. Right, had won the war. Even though in this film we established that Skynet's actually the No, 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 no. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Cool, cool, cool. So Skynet is, is, is doing that. Uh, so, so John Connor and his and, and his army have, have have stormed the complex. They've they've won. They've beaten Skynet. Skynet goes, "Ha ha! I'm going to send a Terminator back to kill your mother," right? And that's where we get T1. Yep. Okay. The resistance, you know, you know, pick out uh, John uh, Kyle Reese and say, "Okay, you've got to go back and save uh, save Sarah Connor." And also, you know, impregnate my mother so that I'm born. But let's not discuss that right now. You'll, <laughs> Even you'll find he out what's know. going. He does know. Okay, he does know so because Sarah Connor at the end of T1 is talking to the recorder and saying, "Do I tell you about your father? Will it affect your decision to send him back if you know, you know, that he's going to die?" Um, okay, blah blah. That happens. <clears throat> It, so it, it, it doesn't work, does right? It, it doesn't work. And Skynet then goes, aha, <laughs> door number two. I'm going to send back this polymetal thing and it's going to try and take you out when you're a kid. Okay. And John Connor and his cronies go, <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. They take one of the uh, endoskeletons from the you know disabled now disabled manufacturing thing, reprogram it, ship it back to save John Connor. Can I ask right? really quickly? <laughs> Are we to understand if Connor knew to send back Reese because he knew Reese was his father and he needed to, that future Connor is already aware of all of these, what will be future attempts but haven't yet happened, that they're going to send back various tenders to his past before they've even done it? Yeah, obviously. So he'd have to know, like, uh, but, but the war starts in this film, day one, and is in this film. Yeah. Because he knows already what's going to happen going into the future. So he's really just waiting for when they do it to know when to do it himself, even though he already knows when to do it himself. Terminator deals with time travel, but it never addresses how It's all circles, right? Well, no, it doesn't doesn't address whether it's closed loops or whether it's alternate universes and timelines. I think they actually do in the Matt Smith one. No, when, no, no, okay, no, sorry, no, 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 <laughs> okay, just, no, no, I think there's an attempt in the future no. is my point, whether it's good, I'm no. just saying I think that they actually try, no, no, <laughs> send back, send, uh, Skynet sends back the, the polymorph metallic one going, this is one I've been working on, but it's a little bit clever and I don't really know how to use it, but uh, last ditch, gotta go, kill John Connor, 
and they send back the reprogrammed one. Then, that's, that, that's T2. Then, for T3 to happen, <laughs> they're all in this complex. They've sent back, you know, two lots of, of time travelers through this machine. A T800 comes through the complex. Which right? is the T800, sorry? Arnie. Arnie, yep. Arnie. <clears throat> John Connor, old John Connor, right, turns around and goes, ah, friend, I recognize you. Aren't you wonderful? And he goes, bam, 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 and kills John Connor then. John Connor is dead. Yep. The resistance is won, but John Connor is dead. You're going to be really angry when I talk about Dark Fate and in a second. Skynet, <laughs> and Skynet goes, aha, <laughs> you thought door number two was tricky. Here's one I've been working on even secreter. <laughs> This polymorph endoskeleton mix that carries back its own weapons and, okay, we're just ignoring the whole only living things can travel back in time situation now. It's going back and it's going to kill you as a young adult and all your lieutenants as well. So all you fuckers are going to go down. I actually like the lieutenant's part. Away it goes. (laughs) And Catherine Brewster, who's left behind and is cradling John and going, oh, no, John, you're dead, whatever, looks up at the T-800 and goes, zap. Let's reprogram you. You're going back in time to save me and John Connor from being killed by this by this thing. Up you go. Yes. So I get some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this, Isn't is a that lot of... the stupidest thing you've ever heard? Yeah, but it's also... Very convoluted and silly. When you put them all in a sequence like that, they really are ridiculous. Yep. And you can forgive it when it's just T2... Because you can't, okay, really good movie and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for all this stuff. But then you keep adding stuff on at the end of that and it just gets disappointing. Well, it makes sense in a way like they, they, they know they've lost in the present, in the future. Like they know they've lost, they can't change that on that moment. It's literally, do we do nothing or do we give it a shot? Like, oh no, I, it's a bad, it doesn't work I obviously. I get it, but- I get it. But Skynet is holding back these experimental Terminators instead of just flooding. Just send back ten of them. Mm. Oh yeah. Why There's you never? <laughs> In it's not like they've got an endless supply of these right. things, Andrew. <laughs> I would like to talk about time travel, um, and this is going to bring up the plot from a future movie. So, spoiler alert for Dark Fate, which I think is the most recent one, and it only raises because while they don't really do much on the time travel note, it's all consistent in a sense that everything has a beginning and has an end. And I think it's really circular logic. Like this ha- this causes this, which goes back to cause this and it all closes off. Right. Except for in Dark Fate, where they send back another Arnie um, just after T2. And as in Skynet sends him back and it kills John Connor when he's Edward Furlong after T2. So it did work after all, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And then it turns out, oh, John Connor didn't lead the resistance. It was Sarah Connor or some, like they, they, they flipped that. Some other Mexican girl who's going to give birth to the savior. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was John Connor. I, I, doesn't really, I don't care if it's John Connor or not. I don't, I don't actually care the about excuses, the characters. The excuses got lamer and had less effort put into each successive one. I would have been happier with this story if it was just some dude in the future, really hates John Connor. He's like, I'm going to fucking show this guy and did this. That is more fun for me because it's still, once the Terminator gets back, the movie itself isn't about the time travel. It is, yes, we've got to save the future, but it's really just, we need to survive. And whether or not that's me having to go at some dick from high school or me, Skynet, it's the same end result is 
T1 is a story of man versus machine, right? T2 is a story of machine versus machine, but one machine, you know, is slowly becoming a man or, or at least is, you know, becoming ha- having learning compassion yeah. and understanding why, you know, killing isn't, isn't uh, the thing. I mean, the, the T2 finishes off beautifully with Sarah Connor just going, if a machine can learn the value of human life, maybe we can too. Right, just a nice way to wrap everything up, and do that, and then T three, and it's just what machine. if it had a flamethrower? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Yep, that's, that's it. <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> um, we're gonna. I'm gonna show this movie a lot. I will say the the. I find her name. I'm so bad with this. It's so. I, I mean, okay. I'm kind of giving away the verdict now, but it's so unoriginal mm. in, in what it does. It's so flat Christana. because it's just copying T2 yeah. and all the things that worked in that, except now we know what's going on mm. and everything's lame yeah. because yeah. there's nothing new. Christana Loken or Loken TX. I actually don't hate her performance. No, I the, think she is good. The movie's not bad because of anybody's involvement. Yes. It's just a shitty story. Her character is infuriating in its own way, but more of where it comes from and why it exists as opposed to what she is doing with yep. it. So I just want to be very fucking clear, as much as I'm going to pile onto this movie, none of it's her fault. None of it's, yeah, to be fair, none of it's any of the actor's fault. No. It's just the story is watered down and literally recycled from two oh. other films in the worst possible way. And it's just, there's no heart to it. Yeah. It's missing... It's missing the love. The box office completely confirms that um, budget of two hundred million. It made four hundred thirty-three. So, w- whether or not it made its money back after well, then marketing and things his like big that, slice and then yeah, <laughs> and there's all the residual stuff that you know the Terminator franchise hasn't died. Yeah, it's just been slowly being bled, oh, good Lord. <laughs> bled dry. So this was written by the same guy who wrote Catwoman. And further Terminator films, which explains the downward trajectory. Yeah. And I think it's bounced between production houses as well. There hasn't been any consistency there. This director, Jonathan Mm. Mostow. The only only other um, good thing he did was Surrogates with Bruce Willis, which came six years after this. Mm. He's actually not directed too many films. No. From 1985 through to 2017 was his last one. Like he's had a, a decent time span, but nothing that really... Yeah. Stands out. Yeah, you're right. Surrogates is the only one that I've heard of on that entire... What's Hunter's Prayer? Don't know. Trash. Anyway, uh, Christina Loken, in order to play the TX, um, Arnie practiced a lot uh, to make his movements very mechanical. Um, Robert Patrick uh, based his movements on on the American Bald Eagle, just to be very predatory. Kind. Oh, can I guess? Chris, Chris, yeah. Okay, so wait, wait, sorry, go back. What did Arnie base his off? He just repeated, he just practiced the movements and, okay. uh, until they were automatic and mechanical. And Robert Patrick was a bald eagle. Yeah. And she was, I was gonna make a funny joke here. I, can't, I got nothing, I'm gonna say an octopus. No, that's she, not right. <laughs> she took mime classes. Oh, that's better than an octopus. To be more expressive in, yeah. in her body language and such. But I don't, I, like it paid off in the sense that her portrayal is fine for, mm. for what it is. But because the film tried to add in so many jokes, right? It it spoils it when the Terminator is emotional. Like in, in very early on, when we find out that 
the TX is a walking DNA machine as well. It's got it's got an endless bag of tricks that it has. It, you know, licks a little bit of blood and it can immediately analyze it. Yeah. You know, for DNA and know, and know who it was. She sees this little bit of DNA. She's hunting for Catherine Brewster and all their lieutenants. Finds out it's John Connor, and the T has an orgasm. It's just, oh my god! <laughs> I found John Connor. Why is a machine reacting that way? It's okay. why is the is the machine? I know it's done for the film. I understand that, but in the logic of the universe, this is a machine. Why is it having an emotion? Can I bullshit my way through this? And it's not the only time that it happens. Yeah, please mm. do. <laughs> okay. Well, this the first two robots to send back were just robots. They felt nothing, and they failed. We're going to send back <laughs> something that's less of a robot and more of a robot person. So maybe that maybe they were, they were like, well, the first two, five, you know, fool, us one, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Third time, I'm going to send back something slightly different. And maybe that's the variable that we needed. Because the only robots that did win historically in this franchise were ones that were becoming emotional. Here's a pitch just based off that. How good would it have been to Truman show this? Terminator 3 for half the film, right? It's just John Connor going about his daily business and nothing's out of the ordinary. And then it turns out that his and everybody around him is a Terminator and they've just been lulling him into this false sense of security. <laughs> the idea that they've like- It's stupid, but it's better than just repeating the formula again. concept than doing the same movie again. <laughs> the idea that one day he walked into a quickie mart and it turns out it was a fake quickie mart yeah. and he never noticed and when he walked back out, he was in like a bubble. Um, this is more for me. I've just realized um, that you can buy a, a moving replica of the T2, um, T8, T800 endoskeleton arm and brain chip one-to-one replicas Ooh. Um, for $2,200. Of course you can. It looks fucking incredible. Yeah. And I was like, is there a lay-by option? <laughs> um, can but I it, like, pop this one on Afterpay, please? It like, moves around <laughs> and shit too. Like does the old like, oh yes, I'm thinking with my hand. Um, and it looks better than this movie. Does, um, it come, does it come with a life-size cutout of Miles Dyson holding the second key in order to access these things from the vault? Oh, Miles Dyson. <laughs> My poor baby. It says I could pre-order now. That's Hey, wait, that's now. <laughs> um, do it. It's so Click that button. I, I think it's too big for my display case, to be honest. It's like a, it's a long boy. So James Cameron wasn't on board to direct it because he didn't think the story had anywhere to go and he was absolutely and right. right. He was. <laughs> um, although other considerations for directors before they settled on Jonathan Mostow were Ridley Scott, okay. who we've, you know, is, is uh, of mm-hmm. alien fame and Blade Runner and all those other things. He could have done a good job. And uh, John McTiernan, uh, Die Hard. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have been a good action director as well. Yeah. I don't think Jonathan Mosto did a bad job. It's just a bad script. Yeah, it's just not a good movie. It's just, there's nothing interesting I, that happens during the film. It's all the same stuff. There's chases, there's guns, there's explosions. The, you know, it's a new evolution of the TX monster, which is actually a devolution, you know, if I think, because now it's bound to a skeleton, but it carries all these weapons along with it. And why the whole point of T1 is that you're just sending this thing back in time and it has to make do with all the tools that it can find. And and uh, and use you know it, the Terminator when he first comes back in 1984 asks for a a, a phase rifle you know 
And the guy says, look, if, you know, I don't have that. It's just what you see. So, you know, Uzi and rifles and bullets and things. That's interesting that it, it has to adjust its strategy in order to do that. But now you get this thing that's just carrying its own flamethrower and pulse gun and whatever other, you know, you know, a thousand other tools that we never see. It just kind of scrolls through them. You know, oh, look at all the stuff I'm carrying. Mm. It's not interesting. It's not threatening because it can just do anything. So it's... There's no rules. Well, there are rules. It's, the, not, yeah. Yeah, it's the script deliberately holding back and saying, yeah, you could, of course you could just throw a bomb in that general direction and disintegrate the entire neighbourhood and, yeah, John Connor will probably die because, hey, it's just going to incinerate, you know, a 500-metre radius. But we won't do that. <laughs> we'll go off and hunt and test blood and, you know, be a little detective and <laughs> and ask everybody who they are <laughs> just be, just before. I think, honestly, one of the... Instead of just shooting people and confirming their mm. identity afterwards, it asks, you know, are you Catherine Brewster? Which is a callback to what the Terminator was doing, but mm. the Terminator was only doing that because he didn't have that ability. All he knew was a name, and he knew that if he asked somebody who they were, they might confirm, yes, I am Sarah Connor or whatever. Maybe they're worried about butterfly effect from killing all these random non-associated people. But then again- That's I don't fine. You just send like another Terminator so in the next movie to stop this Terminator from fucking up so badly. That's fine. I actually like- You, can, you fix that in post, Seb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the going after the generals bit as an add-on. I actually think that's that makes sense. Like it's no, It was never a one-man show as much as they would make it seem to. That's a, a good idea. It's a good next move for Skynet. It's just executed so stupidly and correct me this could have happened in the film and maybe when I was just zoning out I missed it but in it fact would what would have been interesting if this Terminator didn't even have John Connor on the radar it's just yeah I'm John Connor don't you want me no I'm not interested in you I don't care what you do I'm going to kill everybody you've mm. ever you know associated with and you're not going to have an army it's going to be you facing off against my army of Terminators fuck you John Connor yeah. I don't give a <laughs> shit about you but they didn't even do that yep um, sorry I was going to say it would have been good, and this could have happened in the film, so please tell me if it did. Do they happen to find the list of other people it's going after and race to save some of the generals? Because that would have been interesting. That no, way both John and the Terminator are hunting for the same person, but for different reasons. They address it. You, you can't put that into an hour and a half long film. Well, that's why you write a different movie, yeah. not this one. <laughs> <laughs> they do address it, and Arnold just basically says, no, 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 my mission is to protect you and Catherine Brewster, and that's it. You know, we're continuing on. And that's when they get sidetracked to go after her father, mm -hmm. who, you know, they deduce is sort of creating Skynet. And if they can, again, they can Miles Dyson, if they can get him to stop it before it all happens, um, then maybe they can save the world. Oh, thank God, guys. I just saved myself so much money. <laughs> you can just buy the CPU chip for 50 bucks Australia. Oh, <laughs> which can fit in my display cabinet, and it's also $2,200 cheaper. Doesn't look as cool as the it yeah. arm, though. The other one came in like one of those like sideways tube with the lights and stuff. This is just like on a little display, but it's still, once again, can't stress enough, $2,200 <laughs> And it looks like it's from the 90s. Like yeah. it looks old. Yeah. It's a pretty oh, chunky chip. That is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, like it looks like a Tetris block, to kind of. Yeah, yeah. Is it, like, is it a full one or is it the cutaway one that the, is genuinely from the full one, the movie? Oh, that's not interesting. Well, the, the other one was the cutaway one. Well, it was the damaged one yeah. that they recovered from the original Terminator. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the other replica I looked machine, at was yeah. the that was the same pieces that were in Cyberdyne. Or yeah, it, looks, it, it looks like a chocolate bar. A little chocolate bar that's had yeah, a little yeah. bite taken out of the corner. <laughs> yeah. That's I know that would be good, Andrew, but it's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't put a dollar value. Apparently, on you, you can. And it's very, very expensive for. Like I said, I can't even fit it. The arm's too long for my case. <laughs> another, another criticism I'll have of this film for a stupid little thing that they that they missed that they could have at least made a little bit interesting. Uh, Judgment Day is changed, so August 29th, ninth, nineteen ninety seven doesn't happen. There's a new Judgment Day, which the film, you know, says is inevitable. It was always going to happen. It's just, you know, the date moves around, whatever. The new date is August uh, is July 25th, mm. 2004. Right. Which isn't said specifically in the film, but you kind of work it out that that's, that's what it is. Um, and it just doesn't roll with the tongue very nicely. Interestingly, though, that is 2,522 days after the original Judgment Day. But you know what would have been actually interesting? If they made it two, 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 two days. You just did the thing after, Yes, that's exactly right. And oh. if they'd done that, that would have been September 29th, 2003, which does roll off the tongue nicely. It even kind of mirrors, you know, August 29th, September 29th. Yeah. And it's two, 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 two days after the... <laughs> <laughs> Even that is a missed opportunity. That would have been nice to, you know, for somebody that to care. That would require someone to put thought into <laughs> the film. <answer. laughs> exactly Do you right. want one of the characters to accidentally <laughs> sing two, two, the theme two. song to the movie that he's in? Is no, that what no, you're no, pitching? No. It's, no, it's just for people who like Terminator, that would have been a nice little bow. Yeah. If the new Judgment Day was two, 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 two days after the original Judgment Day. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm going to go out on a limb and say- But it's not. This <laughs> it's <just> film not. <laughs> is not interested- no. In doing things that people would like from the original movie. <laughs> Last bit of trivia before we <laughs> move on. I don't know. We've been, you know, we've broken the no, formula. We've kind of covered a lot of bases already. <laughs> um, considered for the TX, Vin Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, which I was really surprised to read, um, Femke Janssen, which I'm not surprised at all. She would have been brilliant. Christina Loken was good too. She Femke Janssen have, would have been good. She, uh, she's Jean from X Men, right? And, and Goldeneye, or on the top or, from Goldeneye, yes. Goldeneye. Um, she does have a very c- cerebral yeah. way of, act, of, of yeah. portraying herself. So that's such a not terrible call. And you guys will appreciate this, maybe. Arnold himself Please. recommended, yeah, WWF wrestler oh. China. China's a good yeah, call. Yeah, that would have been a was good Was she pick. alive when this happened? Yeah, she wasn't wrestling anymore. Two thousand three. When did she die? Not so like. <clears throat> Like 2010 or something. Oh, she okay. Was that was for a while. while. No. She, was was she, was she, was, she was alive long enough to have a very short TNA run. So <laughs> <that's true. laughs> um, I was going to pitch Sly. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that's yeah, all maybe, I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that'd have been fun. I think they were still kind of friendly rivals at that time. Yeah, but that would be the biggest setup. Yeah, hey, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Come, come join this movie. It's definitely not a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, I'm ba- I'm making bank, so whatever. So there we go. And Linda Hamilton didn't come back. They were going to kill off uh, Sarah Connor halfway through the film, and she said, "No, that's not. I'm not interested in doing that." And so they wrote her out of the film, Why and she's just dead off screen. Off anyway. Yeah, I know exactly. So stupid. Hey, you were like the best actual actor for like the last two films. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And also, <laughs> while the films are, I mean, the first one's definitely about her and you could argue two's about John Connor, but it's also so much about her. She's effectively the main non-terminated character yeah, for yeah. the franchise. Yeah. And they, they duck her out and bring her back in number six is a weird move. Yeah, whatever. It's almost like- um, Kind of reminds me of like Halloween 
six, I think, where they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back and just killed yeah. her in the first yep. scene. <laughs> like, yep. why? It's not canon, it's fine. Because then they bring her back again in Halloween, stage, right? Yeah. yeah, like the one after that, yeah. This was not... That series has like six <laughs> different canons. Let's not get into it. And then there's the Rob Zombies. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, it's the worst. There, was, there was no passion in this movie. It was just no. business for everybody. And that's fine, you know, doing business, whatever. It's It's... A film, and it's a competent film. It's just not interesting. It's just not good. So I refer to this film as in, it's in the um, the post uh, Miles Dyson era of the Terminator <laughs> franchise, <laughs> um, which means it's so bad. <laughs> but they try their best. PMD. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> what can you That's do? It. What can you do? Do we want to talk about the plot quickly? We literally, I we feel should. Like we just did. <laughs> we kind of hit a lot of it. So John Connor's introduced. As a suicidal, he's a street rat. <laughs> a no good street <laughs> rat. Street rat. Whatever. He's ready to kill himself because his life has no meaning without without Judgment Day. He did it. He saved the world, and nobody knows a thing, and nobody cares. I mean, I'm not going to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> but he he gets a boo boo from having a motorcycle accident because he's bad at riding, or just you know is bad at killing himself. Whatever, the, <laughs> yep. whatever the case is, he's just a compassionate boy. He yeah. didn't want to hit that deer, <laughs> and he sneaks into or he breaks into um, the veterinary surgery that uh, Catherine Brewster is 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 working at, and is called in. in the, and they're high school sweethearts, I think. Yeah, is that they, right? Uh, they, they established in the film high that school together. I don't think they were together. That, no, that they that they kissed or that they they really met each other or had a connection or something the day before T two the events of T two happened in mm, okay. um, John Connor's timeline, and then now they reconnect the day before or the day of you know the, a next Terminator. So it's almost like the universe going, "Hey, you guys should be together right, right. about now." If you if you want to follow, if you know what I mean, yeah. No way, that's not what I mean. I mean, the, <laughs> the message from the first two Terminator films is there's no fate, but what you make. And then T three says, hey, no, have no, some fate. screw that. It was all inevitable anyway, and fate is you know absolutely happening. This <laughs> forget trying to control your destiny and have any sort of influence over your life. No, things are just going to be crap for a little while. <laughs> Sorry yep. about what we've been saying for the last two films of this franchise. Yeah. Doesn't work for me right now. The story I'm trying to tell. Even the message they get wrong, you know, that's what's so disappointing. But anyway, he fixes himself up, but uh, she gets called in uh, because uh, somebody has a has a sick sick cat, and she finds him at the same time. The TX comes after her, and Arnie comes in and knocks out the TX for a little bit, and manages to get away with uh, both Catherine and. Uh, uh, and John Connor, she thinks she's being kidnapped at this point, but slowly she comes to realize what's going on, and that he genuinely isn't isn't a human. And maybe John is right after all; he's not just crazy and smelly. Uh, no, John's <clears throat> yeah, a he's, bit he's crazy. pretty he's pretty warped, but <clears throat> that's not his fault. I just don't feel like the events of T two were that bad. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he was and then quite there's young. and then there's a little chase for a while. There's a there's a crane chase that happens very early in the film. It seems like something that should happen at the climax mm, or close to the end, but no, it happens very early on and it's one of the most expensive shots of the film and whatever, it's pretty forgettable. You know, It looks kind of yeah. cool when, when you're watching it, but nothing really happens in yeah. it that's memorable. It's just the TX and the, and the T-800 um, trying to lose each other, whatever. I will say this film's a bit more gory than the other two. Well, maybe. I mean, like, I mean, T T two did have a couple of like blades through people's heads and stuff. Stuff that was quite like, oof, like that's a big. Yeah. But there is the um. I think it was she was 
in the back of a cop car in one scene and she punches her hand through oh, the chest yeah. of a cop. Like, that was needlessly... That one was pretty gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it... I don't mind, like it wasn't like over the top, but it also felt really that's weird of, for these films. That's one of the few things that that I think they got right with the TX, mm. that she's just on a mission and I don't give it, you know, I need to turn this car around. And we've established already at this point that she can just control machines with her mind, but fuck that, I'm just going to punch through this guy and turn the wheel myself. Yep. You know, not even going to reach around. Yeah, she lacks the subtleties what of, Robert, she- Patrick, of <laughs> Robert Patrick. But that at least kind of is is in line with the machine thinking, I'm just going to do this. Nothing's yeah. nothing's in my way. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so there's a little bit of a chase. Uh, the T-800 takes them to the grave of Sarah Connor, which is not the grave of Sarah Connor because she was cremated, but in accordance with her will, mm-hmm. it's a big weapons. Uh, I actually like that. Cache. Yeah, uh, that felt very her. Fine. Let, me, let me be completely subtle and carry this casket on my shoulder <laughs> through the cemetery so as not to alert suspicion. Yeah, that part was stupid, but <laughs> the idea of her having a yeah. coffin filled with guns is quaint. Yeah. Like so they get this coffin full of guns and the only thing Arna uses out of it is a bazooka to Ooh. shoot at the TX when they're escaping from the cemetery. Is that when he fucks up her arm and she goes into flamethrower mode? Was it that fight? Or was No, it was when she was no, hit by the truck. Yes, later when it... Or, I mean, as a consequence of this chase, she continues to chase them. And, yeah, she's run over by a truck. Uh, and, yeah, she has to cycle through her new weapon. She can't use her pulse gun anymore. She has to now use a flamethrower. Whatever. Oh, no. Who, ca- who cares? It's like there are guns around. God, she could have just been shooting them the whole time, you know. Yeah. If, if ammunition isn't a problem, just have it shooting all the time. Don't even ask people their name. Just have it shooting all the time and have it... <laughs> Moving in front of you, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I wonder, <laughs> maybe they should have gone the corporate espionage route and she should have infiltrated Skynet in like uh, an employee sort of way and maybe just set up things better on their end. So rather than now taking out your I'm opponent, a Terminator. fix your shit. I'm a Terminator. I've got to start shooting the second I get back in time. <laughs> I've got to like, start terminating. If I'm not terminating, what the hell am I? I'm just saying- I can't a, be thinking about existentialism, damn, I just need to start shooting. <laughs> A good defense is a strong <laughs> offense. Maybe just maybe fix your own side of the fence before attacking your opponents is what I mean. Absolutely not. Exactly. Anyway. You can't help them, guys. They, The car is ruined. They go off to some trailer park and they find an RV that's abandoned or whatever is going on. They take that and it's there that they decide, okay, we can't keep running. Let's go after... Um, Daddy Brewster and stop Skynet from ever happening in the first place. And the T-800 is going, no, 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 let's not do that because my mission is just to protect you two. Judgment Day is happening no matter what we do. We've already tried, you know, 10 years ago, whatever it is in in, in the timeline and it didn't work. Excuse me. Uh, So it's just going to happen whatever we need to get away. And then Catherine Brewster goes, oh, well, I'm invoking, you know, my rule because you have to obey me, so we're going after Daddy Brewster. I invoke Skylaw. Yeah. Is, that, is that how this works? And the Tia Hunter goes, no, all right. Um, <laughs> I won't you trick you in. me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you to Daddy Brewster and I won't trick you into going into a hideout shelter, into a fallout shelter, I promise. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> anyway, that's exactly what he does and, yeah, a whole heap of explosions happen. There we go. That's Terminator 3. (laughs) Um, I did find a one-to-one replica scale of a T-800 head with light-up eyes for 110 Australian dollars. 
That's reasonable. This is much better. I would still rather the chip than the head, to be honest, though. I feel like the chip's a nice subtle bit of bullshit to own rather than just like, <laughs> here's a skull. Hey, here's my metal endoskeleton head. Yeah. It's recognizable though. I mean, somebody looking at the chip might think you're a nerd, Seb. No, oh, you can't have that. Like, ah, oh, that's from the very first uh, <laughs> Bill Gates machine. That's the one. Um, yeah, he invented computers, don't you know? Yeah, he invented uh, Terminators. No, wait, no, not that. I mean, something else. Um, there's this part where they're running around a collider. Yeah. And they get magnetized to it, and that's pretty funny. Yeah. And I feel like they should have also gotten scrambled a little bit from the strength of the magnets. But I don't actually Maybe, know but she's got work. a buzzsaw in there that she can just take out and disable the the, the accelerator. So there we go. That yeah. Eases that tension. Um. And then she uses her nanite control to take over the T-800 as well. And he's and like, oh no, I've been brainwashed, yeah. run. I I'm, I'm coming at you very slowly <laughs> and I can't control my body, but please listen to me and <laughs> run away or you know, just turn around and lure me into the corner of this warehouse and then take off in the plane as I chase you at three kilometers an hour. <laughs> I'm going to keep swinging my arms like but this. Yeah. And you get terminated. <laughs> <and you're laughs> <in false. laughs> well, that's effectively what it is. That's really what it is. It's so bad. How did he, I, okay, I did zone out for the very end. So not the very end, when they're in the in the bunker and the yeah. borders. How did the, both terminators die? That part I have no memory of because I zoned out. He, yeah, I don't uh, remember either actually. They're having their little showdown. Um, she's trying to follow them into the fallout shelter. John and, and oh, Catherine actually, have already yeah, gone there's through. There's this one part in the fight where he like dumps her head first into a toilet. That was funny. That popped me. Yeah. Other than that, I don't remember. Yeah. But they're, but they're fighting at the entrance to this to this fallout shelter and he stops it. Basically, he t uh, the T-800 takes out its one remaining um, fuel cell which is established that once it's ruptured, it explodes violently. I like it was in this film and not he prior to <laughs> He ruptures it and shoves it in the TX's mouth and she goes, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> and they both explode. That was actually just, we, that wasn't even Andrew guys. <laughs> so I, I just pressed the button and played that clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. A sequence yeah, it of events happens, the, both Terminators go boom, boom, movie over. The TX does this cartoony eyes wide open. Oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just before the explosion. No, I'm searching that. <laughs> um, so all in all, I think we can all say this is the best film in the franchise for multiple reasons. Um, no, we said this last week. It's this is not the worst film. You hear live from fucking opposite day. <laughs> 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 I just searched TX death. Let's let's have a look. You want to have a chat about Genesis? Mm. <laughs> Talk nice. about a bad film. <laughs> yeah, then listen, there's a lot of not great stuff. The turn of annotations. I Whatever just happened to you, Terminator? You used to be cool. Did it though? Yeah. yeah, in T2. Okay, wait, he's doing a bench. He's doing a some sort of bench press of an entire... Sorry, I'm just zapping through the final sequence here. He's pulling out his fuel core. It's screaming. I uh, was doing that sound. This is fun. So it's just my commentary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, and it decides to have an almost human face for its death. Yep. Just die faster. <laughs> this is taking up way too much time. He puts it in its mouth. It does not look happy. Its eyes literally widened. It looks like it's <laughs> not having a good time. And now it's dead. Okay. Well, that was a movie. Um, I liked the of stuff. All in the, the movies bunker. I've seen, it certainly was one set. <laughs> Um, the stuff in the bunker, talking when the world started to end and all the nukes went off, not the worst mm. part of the film. I didn't mind that. That was great because it was the end. That too. <laughs> um, but just the the zoom out of the earth with all the like the explosions going off and a bit sure. Silly. But we already we already have that. I know from, I know. from T two, which on the ground level, yeah. 
But then they call into the bunker and they're asking for assistance and we kind of get this vague idea. Oh, so John Connor becomes the leader because he answered the phone the first. This is like the Rogue One. Terminator 3 is like the Rogue One of the Star Wars series. You know Judgment Day happens. You know John Connor becomes the leader. But this film takes you through the minutiae of exactly how that came about. Yep. And how all the nukes were launched and how it looked when they were all landing. You don't need you know, to imagine that. We can show you that. <laughs> we can spend millions of dollars showing you that and establishing that John Connor did in fact click yes on the radio. He agreed to the terms and conditions of being <laughs> humanity's saviour. Oh, I found some trivia, which is good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, various versions of the Terminator's final lines were tested, including... Eat me. Um, <laughs> the filmmakers finally settled on "You Are Terminated," which also you mean that wasn't their first idea. <laughs> Do you get it? Eat he, me because he put a piece of him in her mouth. Oh. It, it, it's it's funny twice. <laughs> um, but they I they also had back. the version "You Are Terminated, fucker" from the first one. Yeah. but of course this film has no balls, so it wouldn't say that. Um, fine. No, it doesn't have a balls, but it'll shove a, you know, Terminatrix arm right through some guy's intestines just to turn a steering wheel. Would have been nice if they brought it full circle and he shoved his Terminator dong. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> 10 out of 10. That's how the movie ends. <laughs> um, I, sorry, last piece of trivia because this is hilariously useless. The film's title, Rise of the Machines, foreshadows what happens at the end of the movie. Can I just reword that? The film's title represents the movie. Like, oh! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I get it now. Oh, it's see, a Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when they say the title of the movie in the movie and you're like, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Did you guys know that James Cameron's Titanic is named after the very ship the movie is set on? No way. Oh, that's you what are I mean, shitting like, me, Sam. <laughs> Such bullshit. Do they even subtly reference that at all in the film? <laughs> there are some zoom out shots you can see the T on the side of the boat, but now you know what it means. Oh, okay, are we getting into verdicts? Is that yep. what's happening? This time, do I'm we even need to? Is it not obvious? I think the last however many minutes we've been speaking kind of sums it up. Well, but hit the sound. We anyway. have the sound effect, so. Bad. It's not that. It's, it's fine. There are explosions. It's Arnie. Does Arnie very well? He's one of the only good parts of the film, where all the other humor really falls flat, except for the bits where Arnie is is doing his little quips sure. and lines because he's the only one that you know had a say in what his lines were. Mm. I mean, he was he was being paid a fifth of the film's yeah. budget. Really feel just like to appear in Nick Styles' like performance just didn't evolve from like the table read. <laughs> Like everything he does is just so like lifeless and unbelievable. I don't think that was his fault. I mean, no, like the dialogue itself doesn't help. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, and, and I his, couldn't get into his performance at all, and it makes sense why he didn't have much of a career after this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but possibly it could have been a career ender, but just from the from the film itself, the whole the whole screenplay just has John Connor going. Oh yeah, I remember that I remember from when the I did this. previous one, and yeah, that actually makes sense that this would happen. Okay, we need to keep running. Yep, it's bad. Yep, I changed it's, my mind. Before I said it was average. Now I'm I'm upgrading it from average to bad. It has it has little like 
sparks of, oh, that's kind of cool, but all of it is just Arnie. It, yeah. The rest of it's just kind of hot garbage. It's, it's worth watching. Like, it's not something you should avoid watching. It's just not as good, anywhere near as good. I would recommend just watching T2 again. <laughs> you can do that and have a much better time. Yeah. yeah. My, my quick version is there's just, there's no love. This film yeah. doesn't feel like somebody came in with passion and wanted to push and tell no. this great story. It just feels like they just came in with- A checklist. Yeah. And, yeah. I and want my money, shows. my gym trailer, my specific <laughs> hair guy. But he was the best part, which is even yeah. more annoying. Like he actively just did it for a paycheck, like actively. And yeah, it was absolutely. still the best part. But just narratively, it just didn't, I don't know, it just never clicked with me. But that's no. fine. Because it's, it's not an interesting story. No. But like I said, it gets worse. But luckily we're not, we're not getting worse. It's fine. We're done with Terminator. Maybe Thank next go. year we'll come back and do the other th- 17 <laughs> or whatever. Not if I have anything to say about it, Seb. Um, but right now we're actually in a good place because oh, I'm so happy. The next two weeks we're doing the Scooby-Doo movies. Yes. It's get, it gets better. Andrew, you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that any of those will be worse than this. Probably. Definitely not the first one. <laughs> Find us on Instagram <laughs> at Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Uh, the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash second take. Please hit the comments and make sure to tell Andy how wrong he is about Scooby-Doo. You can also follow me on Twitter at JordanMSPP. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. And if you join us for the Variety Hour this week, I'm going to be talking about Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, which is a fantastic show. I'm totally on board with you for the TV. Yeah, yeah so it's if you like Scooby-Doo, you're going to... Actually, maybe I'll push it back. No, hold on. I mean, come back on Variety Hour anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll pair that up with the actual Scooby-Doo episodes. Okay. That, might, that might make sense, you know. Yeah, it's, it works. Synergy. Sure. I can synergize sure. with myself. Um, <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Bastion underscore James. Our website is still secondtakepodcast.com and you can email us at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash second take. I did it. Perfect. Goodbye horses, I think. I'm feeling like this is a good one. Maybe... Maybe Goodbye Horses. I mean, this sounds weird. Maybe we play that one for bad films when we leave. And then our good intro for good films. Just play the T2 theme again. Why not? Oh my, I just, can. Just a whole, yeah, just a whole bit. I'll, I'll play a bit of the T2 theme to, to bring us out. <laughs> but then I'm going to, it's going to cut very quickly. So we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.